I'm Lisa, and together we are Two Sober Chicks. Hello, faithful listeners. It's been a while. I feel like we say that every time, and our <laughs> sincere apologies. Yeah, for having busy lives. Thank you, Alcoholics Anonymous. <laughs> <laughs> Sobriety is so good that we're so busy with other stuff. Mm-hmm. That I'm just busy with a normal, boring life of every day going to work. But you are busy with many, many things and studying. Yes, I am Julie's studying, studying Hebrew. Hebrew. Oh my God. I simultaneously For fun? want to pluck my eyes out and rejoice every time I go to class. Yeah. And the traje- the learning trajectory. Oh. 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 That's There's my- a leprechaun jumping on a trampoline somewhere in here that I can't see. That's um, God's excitement. God is excited for you. Oh, Boing! he's rejoicing. <laughs> yes. He's rejoicing. All right. So you're studying it because of seminary. Because, yeah, because I'm doing my Master's of Divinity and we are required to do one biblical language. So we can either do the original language of the Old Testament, which is Hebrew, or the original language of the New Testament, which is Greek. Okay. And I chose Hebrew because I'm obsessed with the Jews and I'm so excited to even speak the words of the first people that God called as a nation. I love it when you say that because it sounds so weird when you say obsessed I'm obsessed with, the Jews. with Jews. Totally obsessed with the Jews. You know, someday when I'm over for tea at Julie's, I ex- fully expect to find this little room <laughs> with a bunch of Jewish people in the back. <laughs> uh, <laughs> drinking tea in their shawls and lighting candles. I'm like, oh, how long have you guys been here? Yeah. <laughs> she won't let us Men out. And with little curlicues <laughs> and strings hanging out of their shirt. And I love it all. You should go live at Young and Bathurst then. I mean, Bathurst and um, Lawrence. We have quite a large and vibrant uh, Jewish community here in Toronto for mm. those who are not aware of that. Yeah. I remember the first time I was driving up Bathurst and I saw one of the guys probably coming back from Shul, Shul with the big fur hat on yes. and the curly cues and all dressed in black. <sighs> and I thought they were filming, uh, what's that? Fiddler on the Roof. I thought maybe they were <laughs> filming Fiddler on the Roof in the neighborhood. And there were so many of them. Yeah. I didn't know that there was this... Right in the center of Toronto, there's this huge Jewish community. Yeah. We actually, everywhere. where you and I live, just up the street, we have a Buddhist temple. We have a, a Muslim, um, I was going to say imam. Synagogue? That's a, that's no. a Muslim priest. Um, we have a Muslim, I don't remember the word, forgive me. We have a Catholic oh. church. We have, I mean... Protestant churches in yep. our little block radius, there's probably six or eight different faith institutions. Yeah. It's so cool. Which is great. Toronto is very multicultural. I feel very lucky. We sometimes get emails from listeners in the LGBTQ community who are like, we don't have that here. No. Which is, and we have such a huge LGBTQ community here. Yeah. I feel sad that people don't have access to that kind of thing. One thing I remember. And I don't remember a lot from school. I'm always amazed at how other people remember the most incredible knowledge from their years of schooling. I seem to remember nothing but this one thing from some random history class that I took, or I don't know what it was even, where somebody uh, told me that um, the United States was a melting pot and Canada was a mosaic. Yes, I've and, heard garden salad. Oh, that's nice. Because in a Tossed. salad... The tomato doesn't become the lettuce and the cucumber right. doesn't become the onion. It's yeah. all mixed together. Exactly. Which is why you don't hear anybody say like, I'm um, Ukrainian Canadian or I'm Italian Canadian. But in the U.S. you'll often hear I'm Italian American. I'm this American. I'm African American. I'm this. Mm-hmm. Like up here, you're just whatever you are, wherever you came from. Right. 
And I think you can either say, I'm Canadian, or you can say whatever your historical background is. Yeah, I've never heard that, but I'm sure people say it. Either way, yeah. I was just, yeah. I'm Canadian. I was just born here. I'm boring. White. Canucks. (laughs) What are some of the the slang names for Canadians? Canucks is one. Yeah. That's all I know. Me too. Okay, that was a boring comment. All right, well, you (laughs) guys have waited. You've waited long enough for a podcast, so we're just going to jump right in. We have a handful of topics. All right. What do you want to talk about first? First one, I think we wanted to talk about Allison's um, email to us. We've been getting a lot of great emails lately. Mm -hmm. This one really jumped out at me. Uh, We were not pleased with this. Not with the email, with the situation. Yeah. But um, I think we could relate. I don't know about you. Have you been pressured by friends to drink? God, no. No, never. Um. I was pressured by friends who thought, you're not an alcoholic, they said in yes, the beginning. Yes, I get you're, that. I've you're not that an alcoholic. Mm-hmm. And I think it's from people who um, mean well, because they think maybe, you know, that's a death sentence or, oh my God, your life's over. If you admit that you're an alcoholic, your life is going to be over. You can't be an alcoholic. <gasps> maybe I'm an alcoholic. If you're an alcoholic, yeah. we drink together. <laughs> yeah. Or the like, why would you never want to drink again? Oh, no, because everything was going so great. And I decided that I'm just not going to have to drink anymore. Yeah. Um, But yeah, this situation is um, from a a listener. And what she had said was that she has a couple of weddings coming up. And she is being almost pressured to drink at one of the weddings. And uh, it's from her best friend. That's the worst part, in my opinion. Yeah. So um, I think that this best friend doesn't understand the nature of your disease and maybe mm-hmm. they need an education before the wedding. Um, if it wasn't a best friend, if it was any other person's wedding, like just a, an acquaintance or, you know, a friend, um, and there was any chance that you might drink, then I would say maybe you need to back out. Maybe you need to not go. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, this is her best friend, and and she says, you know, she was my drinking buddy. So I don't know. It sounds like a dangerous situation. It almost sounds like you're putting yourself in harm's way. Yeah. By going to this wedding, and it's tough because in the in the early days of recovery, we sometimes are not able to make those hard decisions of saying no for what's best for us. Yeah. Would you agree? Yeah, I think. What often happens in recovery is we start to see our relationships for people for what they really are, or we start to see that person for who they really are. And so that can be a really difficult thing if all of a sudden you're looking at your best friend, and I'm not saying this is a situation, and thinking, this person's really selfish. Like, why would they want that to happen to me? So my first reaction is like horror at this email. The second reaction is, does the best friend actually know how bad it was? Right. Does the best friend realize how destructive those comments could be to Allison's quality of life? Mm-hmm. And that's, I think that's, for me, where I would start in a conversation about that. And to your own wedding. Because you can have a sober person at your wedding as, you know, I don't know if it's a bridesmaid or a maid of honor, or you can have this person who's an alcoholic who is going to end up wreaking havoc most likely at your wedding yeah. <laughs> and destroying it. I look at some of the weddings that I used to go to and like there was a rule for me if there wasn't an open bar, I wasn't interested. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to go. That is the definition of self-centered and self-seeking. Yeah. And for years I had no idea that I was self-centered and I was self-seeking, but yet that would be um, something that would dictate whether or not I would go to your wedding. Yeah. 
how could I not see that? Because I wasn't looking inward. That's how I could not see that. There, I'll answer that question. I wasn't looking inward. I wasn't doing any work. Um, it goes right along with the old type of thinking that I had of always looking outward. You know, everyone else's behavior was my problem. Yeah. Um, and AA teaches you to look inward. Yeah. Instead of constantly looking outward. So I feel for you because also, um, you know, our friends are very important to us and relationships are very important to us. But this is going to be a time of reevaluation. And I think that if this is a true and dear and valued friend and you talk to them about the nature of your disease and remember that this is a disease, you are an alcoholic, you can't change that. Another thing this person brought up was um, uh, she wished that she could get through the steps faster. That she, <laughs> Aww, she, we all do. Yeah, and she couldn't believe that we could relate to some of the things that she had written. And I'm like, yep, been there, felt that, had those feelings. Yeah. Um, but there, there's no magic pill you get to take. Um, I remember standing in the kitchen of one of my sponsees and having a discussion with her husband, and the look on his face. Uh, and, and I think it was a moment of reckoning when I said, you do realize that she doesn't graduate from this program ever. Like she's an alcoholic yeah. and she is never going to not be an alcoholic and be able to drink again safely. And it was kind of like a ding, a yeah. light went off. And it, it was like that thought had never crossed his mind before. Like at first he just thought she wasn't going to get well. And then I think he thought, well, maybe she'll get well and she'll be able to occasionally have a drink again. Yeah. And so I, I think maybe this just a case of just somebody not really understanding our disease. So a conversation has to happen. Absolutely. And or you have to go to that wedding fully armed with um, your sober posse um, being strong and being close to you and being next to you, helping you stand up and say, no, thanks. Yeah. I don't need that drink. No, thank you. Yeah. Or else. A tough decision might have yeah. to be made. This might even come down to do you go or do you not? I mean, who knows where it's going to go. Wherever it goes, please let us know. Um, as, as In regards to doing the steps, my question would be like, why do you want to finish them so fast? So what's what happens when you're done the steps, for example? What are you looking for? What's, what's at the end? Is it a graduating mentality? Because we don't. Yeah. And we keep doing them over and over. Um, and you don't want to rush this kind of stuff. It's like if you try and rush grief along, disastrous things happen. So, oh, someone's grieving. <laughs> oh, you reminded me of my grief. <laughs> I lost my dogs to their crate. Now they're gone. I always try to find a way to keep them quiet. And nothing seems to work. <laughs> Those damn dogs. Um, yeah, so that would be my question. And if you're listening and you want to answer us or let us know how it went, I mean, uh, the weddings are coming up, right? June and July. Yeah. Keep us posted. Yeah, because yeah, trust me, if we don't hear from you, we are going to assume the worst and assume that something happened horrible at the wedding. Yeah. So you should let us know. Send us an email. We will be interested in thinking of you. And I'm sure everybody listening would be interested to know yes. what solutions you came up with. Uh, now you're part of our soap opera, our story. So inquiring minds will want to know, how did you survive that wedding? Uh, and that's the great thing about first names only, right? We're still anonymous. Yep. Nobody knows who anybody. you are, where you live. It could be any of the billions of Allison's in existence. Yes. Yeah. 
All right. All right. So thank you for that email. Keep them coming. Uh, our email is the number two sober chicks at gmail.com. You can also find us on various uh, platforms of social media like Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. Two sober chicks. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.